0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we are diving into the U.S. women's national team's first loss to Mexico in more than a decade. The U.S. fell 2-0 to Mexico in the CONCACAF W Gold Cup to finish out their group stage campaign last night on Monday, February 26th. On today's show, we're going to talk about what went wrong for the U.S., what it means and any other takeaways from that historic defeat and we'll do it all in 10 minutes or less because here on the back show we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be so without any further ado let's get to it and talk soccer As I said in the intro, the U.S. women's national team fell 2-0 to Mexico last night. Their Gold Cup campaign is not over. They will still head to the knockout rounds of that competition. But it does mark just the second time the U.S. has lost to Mexico ever on the women's side of those two respective programs. Because this is not the kind of thing we see a lot, it is worth digging into what went wrong under interim manager Twyla Kilgore. As a reminder, and the interim tag there for Kilgore is a good reminder... The U.S. is still in between eras. They are transitioning from the Vlatko era. He is no longer with the U.S. Women's National Team. and steadies with the Kansas City Current and the NWSL to the Emma Hayes era, who is also not with the U.S. Women's National Team. She is with Chelsea over in the WSL. Kilgore, then, is the caretaker manager who is clearly getting tactical instructions from Emma Hayes. So we're in this weird spot right now with the U.S. where there's both a lot we can learn because it is kind of a new era and very little that we learn because it is not quite a new era for the United States Women's National Team. It's in that weird in-between space right now. So it is with that context in mind that we look at this defeat. It is not a world-ending defeat for the United States Women's National Team. It does not knock them out of the World Cup. It does not knock them out of the CONCACAF W Gold Cup. It doesn't do any of those things, but it does show that this U.S. team has real problems, or at least at the lineup that Twilight Kilgore slash Emma Hayes or whoever's picking these 11s Went for last night, it shows that that group has some problems. It was a Nair in goal, Emily Fox at right back, Abby Kemper and Becky Sauerbrenner in the middle of the back line, Crystal Dunn on the left. It was Sam Coffey and Lindsey Horan and Rose Lavelle in midfield, Trinity Rodman often high and wide on the right, Lynn Williams the same on the left side, and Sophia Smith through the middle. So, what went wrong for this team? A lineup that is full of capable, high-level professional soccer players, and one that has a lot more talent, frankly, than the Mexico squad, which is not devoid of talent, but let's face it, is not the U.S. What went wrong for this group? Well, a lot of poor passing very, very early on in this game. Becky Sauerben, Abby Dahlkemper, Lindsey Horan, Rose Lavelle, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, all of those players in the first 25 minutes or so of this game. Had real turnovers that created opportunities for Mexico to win the ball and start to go in the other direction. They never settled the US into this game. They never really allowed themselves to find a rhythm. Instead, they played the game that Mexico wanted to play. Mexico mostly played against the ball. They mostly sat back and defended a little deeper, but they pressed. They would press. They would step up that line of confrontation and get in the US's grill. And that caused the US problems. In some ways, when this US group was pressed, it felt like they returned to their natural Vlatko scramble ball instincts. Like, this is where we saw the US, or at least this group of US players with quality ball players like Jaden Shaw and Olivia Moultrie on the bench. It's where we saw this group just return to what they seem to know best and what they've been doing for the last World Cup cycle, which clearly did not work for them at the World Cup or the Olympics. This group doesn't seem comfortable trusting themselves to slow the tempo and really play soccer. We'd seen some better play with different personnel groupings. Earlier on in the group stage, this was a different story. This team reverted back to what we've seen before, and that's a troubling sign moving forward, again, at least with this group of players. Other issues. You think about the personnel, and this is where I don't know if it is Emma Hayes you know, texting lineups to Twidley Kilgore if it is Kilgore making these choices herself. The lack of defensive intensity by the players and sort of at a higher level stemming from the personnel choices that were made by the U.S. women's coaching staff did not set this team up to have a ton of grit and a ton of strength against the ball. You think about the personnel that I ran through. Sam Coffey is a very good player of the ball. She is not the strongest ball winner at the base of midfield for the U.S. or the Portland Thorns. Lindsey Horan, Rose Lavelle, Becky Sauer, and Abby Dahlkemper, those players together at, in midfield and the base of the back line, you can't count on them to win the ball consistently. And the U.S. did not win the ball consistently. The first goal that Mexico scored, the one that the U.S. could never really find a way back from, is a long ball from their own box, Mexico, into midfield. Roosevelt cannot win the ball there. Instead, Mexico win it and play forward. And Becky Sauerbrunn can't win the foot race and can't clue the ball out of danger. Mexico collect it and score a goal against the and it's 1-0. The U.S. create a few chances after that, but never dominate the game and never turn the tide back totally in their favor. It was the spine that was a problem. And, and the defensive mobility stuff, all, all of those things matter less when you have the ball and do a lot of good stuff with it. But as I've already said... The U.S. had turnover after turnover, especially early on in this game. They were losing the ball in bad spots. And when you turn over the ball in difficult positions in central midfield, when you can't win the ball off of goal kicks in central midfield, when you should be winning those balls, that's when the defensive mobility element actually comes into play and you start to suffer for losing the ball. You start to suffer for having slower, more technical players, or ones that should be, in midfield rather than ball winners. You can win soccer games if they, if you're the U.S. with Sam Coffey and Horan and Lavelle and Sauerbrunn and, and Dahlkemper as really the spine of your team. You absolutely can do that stuff. You can dominate soccer games even against good teams with those players. But when you got hit in the mouth early on, and when you don't seem comfortable and brave moving forward in the style that Emma Hayes and Twila Kilgore seemed to be trying to push this group towards... When you don't do that stuff, you start to suffer the other end, and that's exactly what happened for the U.S. They weren't the second-best team by a mile against Mexico, but they were probably, for large stretches, the second-best team on the field. They could not find the back of the net. The passing game was not strong enough, and the defensive game wasn't strong enough either. It was a comprehensively challenging and difficult and troubled performance from the U.S. women's national team. Now, moving forward from that, and we're going to have more coverage Over this game and over this transition era over on backheal.com coming later this week. Keep your eyes out there for a piece on the U.S. women's national team. Now, moving forward from this game, what does it actually mean? What can we take away from this performance? Well, because we're in this weird in-between stage right now, it is hard to take away too many macro things about the state of the U.S. program or the state of CONCACAF and soccer in this part of the world I think those things are probably overblown right now in the backlash after this game. Not to take any credit away from Mexico by any means. But we can take some things away about specific personnel and personnel groupings. To start in the most obvious one, it seems to me, Becky Sarban shouldn't be starting games for the U.S. at this point in her career. An absolute legend for the United States women's national team, to be sure. But a player that you can rely on to defend with a high line? No, not, not really. A player you can rely on to defend in a lower line? Also not. Really. I'm not in love necessarily with Abby Dahlkemper and her distribution either, and that's been true for a while now, despite the fact that she is a very talented and useful player. And the other major personnel takeaway from me I'm not sure you can play this Lavelle, Haran, and Coffee midfield against a team that really wants to knife right through you. Those players do not have a ton of defensive bite to them. They are much more ball players than they are transition defenders, but none of them were sharp in either of those two facets in this game. I would much rather see Jaden Shaw come on and play a more meaningful and consistent role for this team moving forward. Sharper with the ball, a little bit sharper with her transition instincts as well after the ball turns over. That's something to watch for moving forward. There will be more time to watch this U.S. team move forward. They finish second in their group. They will still be advancing to the knockout rounds of the CONCACAF W Gold Cup. So plenty more to watch for this team throughout this competition and we'll have plenty more coverage of it over on backheel.com again. We'll have a piece coming out later this week on the United States Women's National Team over on the site. But for now, that's it for this episode of the Backheel show. That's enough on this historic US Women's National Team loss. We'll be back again later this week.